Welcome to the Emmanuel Church Podcast, where we believe God is with us and speaks to us wherever we're at, whether at work, home, or on the move. We'd love for you to be connected with us by visiting us at myemmanuelchurch.com or any social media platform using at myemmanuelchurch. Thanks for being with us, and we hope you enjoy this message. Good morning and welcome to Emmanuel Church Online. We are so glad to have you with us here today. Wherever you are watching from, whether you're at home or work or listening to this later or watching this later, we're happy to have you here today. Um, We are back here with week two of our series, The Road to Easter. But before we get into the message today, I want to make a special announcement and that is April the 4th Easter Sunday Resurrection Sunday we are going to be back in person for services at at 11:30 a.m. We are excited. We are we we missed you all seeing you in person and we hope that you'll be able to join us on that special day. Um we are still going to be asking that you wear masks. Uh, and and encourage social distancing until the vaccine becomes more readily available so that we can return to a sense of normalcy. But we are going to be back in person for Easter, and we are excited for what God will do that day. So be sure to invite someone, invite a friend, and have them join you with uh, join you uh, together to be here at church in person and if you still feel would feel more comfortable joining us online we completely understand and we encourage you to do so we want to continue serving you online and make uh, our services readily available and resources and other things readily available online for those who wish to continue attending online so we are not forgetting about that but we are also transitioning to moving forward and meeting in person once again. It's been a um, a wild year already this year, but we are excited to see what God will do as we also will be celebrating four years at, of, as Emmanuel Church, as this English congregation here at Templo Emmanuel. And we are excited to see what God will do. So I encourage you to join us that day, April the 4th at 11.30 a.m. in person or online. We will we will be getting ready for that and you will continue to hear from us more as the day grows closer. So now to get into the message today, the title of my message today is Hold On to Jesus. Hold On to Jesus. And we're going to go right into the word in Mark chapter 14 verses 32 to 42. Now this this series has been about the different roads that Jesus takes as we get closer to Easter. And today we're going to be talking about the story where Jesus goes into the Garden of Gethsemane right before he gets he is betrayed by Judas and this is a time of intimacy between him and God and we get to see a glimpse of into what 
how and what and how Jesus communicates to God. And it is a beautiful image, so I want us to pay close attention to to the message today, close attention to the word today, so that we can better understand Jesus and his love for us. And it says like this, They went to a place called Gethsemane, and Jesus said to his disciples, Sit here while I pray. He took Peter, James, and John along with him, and he began to be deeply distressed and troubled. My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death, he said to them. Stay here and keep watch. Going a little further, he fell to the ground and he prayed that if possible, the hour might pass from him. Abba, Father, he said, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Simon, he said to Peter, are you asleep? Couldn't you keep for watch for one hour? Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Once more he went away and prayed the same thing. When he came back, he again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. They did not know what to say to him. Returning the third time, he said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Enough. The hour has come. Look, the Son of Man is delivered into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. Now, this is a very intimate look at the prayer life of Jesus as he gets ready to do uh, what he had ultimately come here to earth to do. He had come to show us a better way of living, a better way of life. He had come to show us what God really meant in his word. He had come to show us what it looked like to live a life according to God's word. And now we see him coming to fulfill the prophecy, to fulfill his role as Messiah, as Christ, that is the Savior, the anointed Savior of the world. And he is about to give himself over to be crucified. But at, before we get there, we see him in this garden picture. And he is pouring himself out more than once, praying the same thing to God, asking him if this cup might pass from him, if this difficult situation that he is about to go through might be avoided if something else could be done instead of what he had to do. And he tried to get his friends to help him pray and to be with him during this difficult time, but they couldn't hang. They could they were just too tired, too sleepy, and they just couldn't couldn't do it. And Sometimes we are in situations like that in life where we feel like we are at the point of breaking where there is nowhere else where we can go. We we reach out, but it doesn't seem like anyone is there for us, yet we continue to try and move forward. Jesus is the picture of what it is to be human. He is described in the book of Hebrews as the, the second man, the, the second Adam, the one who came to fulfill the role that Adam couldn't, to show us what it is like to be human, 
to be in connection with God, to hold on to God despite anything that might be thrown at you. And we might think it's unfair, that life is unfair, and really it is. We all face difficult circumstances, and all throughout these past couple of years, we know that we have already faced some difficult times that have been pretty hard for us. Yet, we have so much, regardless of what has happened and regardless of what we have faced, that doesn't mean that we have been abandoned. One of the hopes that we have in this is that Jesus does not ask of us what he is not willing to do himself. Jesus in this pic, the picture we get of Jesus in this story is a Jesus who can relate to us. A Jesus who knows the struggle, who knows the difficulties of life. He knows the struggle is real. He knows how hard it is to be able to live through or to do something that, you know, just isn't that great, just isn't fun. You know, we might think about it uh, in, in terms of like, well, God, I don't, God, take this cup away from me. I don't want to go to work. Take this cup away from me. I don't want to deal with people. Take this cup away from me. I don't want to deal with sickness. I don't want to deal with worry or anxiety or depression or whatever it is we, we, we might be feeling. What we can rely on is that Jesus has been there. Jesus has faced these same struggles. Jesus has can relate to us. He knows what it's like to be human. He is a God who knows what it's like, who has stepped into our shoes. So when we pray and when we seek out to God, we're not just calling out to someone who doesn't know what we're feeling. He knows what it is to be outcasts. The people in his own hometown didn't want to acknowledge who he was, didn't want to have anything to do with him. His family treated him like he was he was out of his mind, that he didn't know what he was talking about, that he was delusional. He was rejected by family. He was rejected by his friends. He was rejected by those who were closest to him, his disciples that he called his best friends. He was betrayed by them. He knows what it is to lose. He lost those that were close to him to death. He, he knows what it is to grow up in a home that doesn't have a father figure around. We don't know what happened to Joseph, but at some point he's out of the picture and Jesus went through life like that. He knows what it is to struggle, to be tempted. He knows what it is to be confronted. He knows what it is to be tired. He knows what it is to be depressed. He knows all of this. In fact, here in the garden, the scripture tells us that he was distressed to the point of breaking. And other versions uh, in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, we also find Jesus praying these prayers. And they tell us that he was so distraught that his tears were like blood. This, that's how how much he cried, how how difficult this burden was on him, how, how difficult uh, the circumstances he had to face. 
Jesus does not ask of us to go through what he has not done himself. And that's the Jesus we can rely on. That's the God who, who I'm asking you today to hold on to. Because he knows. He knows. Even Jesus experienced doubt. And in this moment we see that. We see him praying to God the Father saying, If this cup, I, I have some doubts. Is this the best way? Is this really the best way to do this? But God, not my will, but your will be done. Faith in doubt comes when we rely and trust in God and His will and not our own. And it's not, like I said, it's not we're like we're praying to this distant God that are, are trying to find this distant God that is unrelatable to us. No, but a God who knows us, who has been through what we've been through, who can say that he has walked in our shoes. And he tells us, if you would trust me and you would rely on me, even in your doubt, I will make a way. I will make a way. Jesus here in this passage quotes a part of Psalm 42. And he tells us, you know, I, I, I just wish that this could be taken away from me. I'm so distraught. Yet, at the end of this psalm, he said, we find a, a, a salvation. And in the same way, Jesus knew that if he could trust in God's will, that he would find ultimately that this would work out for the best. And we know the end of the story. And we're going to talk about the end of the story in Easter where Jesus faces the cross and comes back from the tomb, from the grave. So he knew that there was still something coming. He knew that if he trusted God, God knew, God saw what we, he couldn't see. And that's what we have to remember. God sees what we cannot see. And if we trust His sight over our sight, we're going to see better things. Because our limited vision in this world can only see what's in front of us. We can only see the hardship we're facing right now. The difficult circumstances we're facing right now. Try as we might, we can envision a better future, but the moment things get bad again, it becomes hard to hold on to that. But if we hold on to Jesus, our, even our doubts will be turned into faith. Even our doubts can be turned into trust and reliance on Jesus. We have to understand that this is what he asks of us. To follow him. To seek after him. But the greatest thing about this relationship that God is seeking with us, this, 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 this journey that Jesus wants us to walk with him with, is that he initiates it. Jesus initiates relationship with us. His love for us comes first. He seeks us out and asks us to hold on to him and asks us to walk with him. The Garden of Gethsemane is a look into life when life gets hard. 
the Garden of Gethsemane is a picture of what it is to go through the struggles of life, of humanity, to fear, to doubt, to worry, to not know the future, to wonder if God is listening, to wonder if someone is being there. And yet, the most beautiful thing of all of this is that in from God and from Jesus is that their love initiates everything. Jesus did what he did and trusted in the will of the Father because of his love for us. Because of his love for those that God had given him. For the love for those who, who, who did not know him. Who would come thousands of years later. Us today. 2,000 years later. He initiates this relationship. He is the one who calls out and reaches out to us first. So not only is he a God that can relate to us, not only is he a God that can turn our darkest and deepest doubts into faith and into salvation, but he is a God who loved first and reaches out first. Jesus himself is the embodiment of that. He is God's mission made into human flesh. He is God's mission made into our reality. He stepped into our reality and said, I'm going to make a change in this world. I am going to bring you a beacon of hope and light to know that you don't have to do the work, that I will, that I will give my life on the cross, that I will take your sin, that I will take your brokenness, that I will take your hurt, your pain, your loneliness, that I will take all of that. I'm the one stepping into your story and asking if you would just walk with me today. Jesus is worth holding on to. And I know that it can be difficult to see that, especially right now in the days that we're going through. I know I have been going through similar circumstances where I have felt throughout this past year that I am at the point of breaking. But I've reminded, I've been reminded recently that Jesus wants me to know, the Holy Spirit has been speaking to me and telling me, you can give all of your cares, all of your worries, all that you are to me. And I will walk with you through that. I will hold you up when you can't walk anymore. I will be with you when you feel like failure is all that you can produce. I will be with you when there is nothing but pain in your life. And I will bring you out the other side. See, Jesus walks into the garden and into the circumstances where he would be betrayed and he would die. But on the other end of the story, he walks out bringing hope for all people. So today, let's hold on to Jesus no matter what we're going through. If there is some way today we can pray with you, let us know in the comments and we will reach out to you and pray with you today. But I want to pray right now. 
right now that we might hold on to Jesus, that we might remember that we're not alone in the struggle. We're not alone with what, with what we're going through today. Or if maybe you need to, to know, or have you never known this of Jesus before, that he is here for you. So let's pray today. Father, we thank you for this word. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for what you have done for us. That this moment in the garden reminds us that even when life is hard and life is difficult, that you still have something better for us. We might not always see it. We might not always understand it. or We might not know when or where it's coming from. But help us to trust you in spite of doubt. Help us to rely on you when it feels like we're alone. Help us to walk forward with you and know that you can see what we cannot. And for those that might not know you today, but they want to know you. They want to know more about you. We pray over them that they might take a step today to say, I want to know you, Jesus. And that we would start this journey with them together. And that they might know the love that you have for them. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us here today at Emmanuel Church. We hope that this message blessed you and we hope that you have a blessed week. We are praying for you. Again, if there's any way we can pray for you or help you or anything you might need, reach out to us in the comments below. We will get back with you. We love you all and we hope to see you soon. We hope you've enjoyed this message. We'd love to hear your story about how you've been blessed by this ministry or how we can pray for you. To connect with us, you can email us at amen at myemmanuelchurch.com. And if you would like to support us financially, you can give online at myemmanuelchurch.com slash give. Also, if you're in the area, we'd love to see you in person for the full worship experience. Thanks again, and we hope you have a blessed week.